and welcome to a Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and it is my joy and my pleasure to welcome you today. Welcome back to all you regular listeners. Thank you for stopping back by. Thank you for listening day after day and thinking about God's Word with me. Um, I want to encourage you to be intentional in the days to come. Um, make it make an appointment to spend time with the Lord throughout the day. Now, there's a time that you may have a more concentrated prayer time or Bible study, but you can be in communication with Him throughout the day. You can whisper those prayers. You can keep your mind stayed on Him. You can give Him thanks and praise and worship. But I do encourage you to spend that time uh, doing some Bible study, whether it's a small group study lesson or a um Sunday school lesson, working on your memory verse. You can pick a verse to work on uh, or reading, just reading chapters in the scriptures. It is so important for us to do this, friends, to help keep our minds stayed on him. And I'm just so thankful that you chose part of that time to be here with me. Uh, Please consider sharing this podcast with friends, family, neighbors, strangers, just anyone who you think may receive a blessing from it. Please like and share and follow and all those things. And it's it's not for the numbers on from my standpoint, but it's so that it moves it up in the algorithm so that other people may be able to find it uh, more readily. Just the way the algorithms work in uh, all the different social media and podcast things and podcast directories is the more people that comment or like or follow or share, um, it will pop it up higher if other people are searching, say, for a devotional or a Bible study or something like that. So if this has been a blessing to you, please consider doing that. Know that I love to hear from you. And know that I pray for you daily, even though I don't know who all of you are, but God knows who you are. He knows what you're in the middle of, what you're coming out of, what you're going into. He knows what's coming around the corner. He knows your struggles and your joys. And um, I just want you to know that I'm so thankful, so thankful for you that you would take the time to uh, to listen. All right. Well, our verse for the day for what is today? February the 5th, 2024 comes from one of Peter's letters. It's first Peter chapter two, verse five, and it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Oh, friends, there's so much here. There's so much in the background and so much right after this. So I'm excited for us to jump in and see what in the world Peter was talking about. Because do you think of yourself as a house or a holy priesthood or someone who's able to offer spiritual sacrifices? Well, if we are in Christ, we are able to do that. And so I'm excited for us to park here. So excited. So we know that this letter of First Peter was written by the Apostle Peter. And we know that because at the beginning of First Peter, it starts, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who are elect exiles of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in the sanctification of the Spirit. 
For obedience to Jesus Christ and for sprinkling with his blood, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. So we know right off the top here that Peter wrote it, and we know that he's an apostle. Peter was one of the 12 apostles who were chosen by the Lord Jesus. Apostle means that they're a messenger, and these were uh, handpicked by the Lord Jesus. We read in Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, that he, verses 1 through 4, that he chose from his disciples 12 men whom he called apostles, and he gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out, and he gave them authority to heal every disease and affliction. We know that they walked with him. They served with him. They saw his miracles in person. They saw him be crucified. They saw him after he was resurrected, and they saw him um, ascend back to heaven. Peter, James, and John saw him up on the Mount of Transfiguration. They saw him in his glory, and they were there eyewitnesses when Moses and Elijah met him up on that mount. Um, and so Peter is considered the chief apostle. If Most of the uh, list that you find of Peter in the Gospels, he will be listed first, or the apostles in the Gospels. Peter will be listed first, and that was to indicate that he was the chief apostle. Um, we see a lot about Peter in those Gospels, and we see his just the humanity of him and how he did make mistakes, but we see God's grace and how God used him mightily, even though Peter messed up, even though at one point uh, that night that Jesus was betrayed, Peter um, denied the Lord Jesus three times. But Jesus had told him that would happen, and Jesus had told him that uh, when he had turned back to strengthen his brothers. And I just love that. Jesus told him that he prayed for you. He said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing this, but I'll put the correct reference in. He says, Peter, Satan has, uh, I believe it's demanded to sift you as wheat. Um, but I, I've prayed for you. And when you have turned, strengthen your brothers. So, Jesus knew what difficulty Peter would walk through. Jesus knew what kind of death Peter would die. And um, he also so wanted to encourage Peter to keep feeding his lambs, to keep loving the ones who were there. And I'm just thankful for the example of Peter's life. Peter and his uh, brother Andrew were fishermen and the Lord Jesus called them and said, follow me. He told them, I will make you fishers of men. And um, I just am so thankful anytime that we get to think about uh, Peter and anytime we're in his letters. Now, this letter of First Peter, as we read, was sent to the exiles of the dispersion. Now, when it's talking about the exiles of the, the dispersion, those uh, Jews who had become believers uh, were... There in that first century, there was a great deal of persecution against Christians. And so many of those uh, were exiled or dispersed throughout these different regions because of their belief in Christ. And the, Peter wrote this letter to encourage them during their suffering. And we see that as a theme throughout. We see that Peter um, encourages them to be careful about false teachers and to be mindful of, of our enemy, that of Satan, who prowls around like a war, roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. 
And we also see, as we um, are at the end of chapter 1, getting into chapter 2, that Peter's reminding them, even though you're going through these difficulties, uh, we are blessed because of what we have in Christ. And we are called to be holy because He is holy. And we're called to live a godly life, even in the midst of suffering, even in the midst of uh, difficulty. Uh, In fact, especially in the midst of suffering and especially in the midst of difficulty. We know that this part is short, but there's an eternity coming. And so I want to uh, back up and read just a little bit so you can uh, see what Peter, uh, the direction that he was going. Um, And we spent some time on this a few days ago because at the end of Uh, Well, I believe on the 24th of January, no, the 25th of January, so that was just a few days ago, maybe a week or so ago, um, we were here and spent time um, in this letter. But I want you to hear this. It says, Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Christ. I just have to tell you, he's saying, uh, Even though you're going through these difficulties, you know, set your hope on what's coming. And then in verse 14, as obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. And if you call on him as father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways you inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things or things that will pass away, such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart, since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable Through the living and abiding word of God, for all flesh is like grass and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers, the flower fails, or the flower falls, I should say, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you, the beginning in chapter 2. And this part is important for us to understand as we get to our verse in verse 4. It says, so put away, so because of all these things, because you were called to live a holy life, because you are obedient to him, because his word is true, and that's the word that was preached to you, Put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. In other words, don't live like the world does. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So our verse is this verse five. You yourselves are living like like living stones are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. 
you have to look at the verses before and the verses uh, after to fully get more of that picture um, of what he was talking about. In this verse, verse 4, he says, As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious. If you read that one way, you could think, Okay, so I'm coming to him as a living stone chosen and precious in God's sight. Well, yes, but he was talking about Jesus there. <laughs> as you come to him, a living him who is a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious. What Peter was doing there was he was uh, reminding us what was written in the books of prophecy. People, the Jews would have known what he was referring to in Isaiah's book of prophecy. I believe it's in Isaiah 28, 16. And if we hop over there, it's, it says, Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am the one who has laid a foundation in Zion, a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone of sure foundation. Whoever believes will not be in haste. That is talking about Jesus, this precious cornerstone. The Apostle Paul talked about that a lot. That cornerstone was the foundation. It was the thing on which everything else was built. And the plumb line was set on that. And uh, Peter even mentions that right after our verse for the day. In uh, verse 6, he says, For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So that in verse 4, where it says, A living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, that's talking about Jesus. So as you come to Jesus, this living stone who was chosen and is so precious, he's saying, not only was he chosen precious, but you yourselves in our verse for the day, like living stones, are being built as a spiritual, built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Now, the Jews would have had, um, they would have understood that very well because they were very familiar with that Old Testament sacrificial system that had been put in place by the law when the children of Israel were um, brought out of Egypt, out of their bondage, out of their slavery into the wilderness, and God gave Moses the law, the rules and the regulations and all these things that they were supposed to do to be a a holy people, a people set apart, God's chosen people. And they had rules. They had um, all these different things that they were supposed to do. But with them, God chose the Levites to be the priests, people from the tribe of Levi to be the priests. And so those were the ones that could come before God. Um, they could go into the holy place and um, only, the, I believe, the high priest could go into the most holy place. But they had to cleanse themselves and then they would offer sacrifices and uh, make atonement for the people and there was that intermediary that was that there was that person that went on in front of God, went to God on the people's behalf. They couldn't really go like we can now because of what Jesus has done for us, because Jesus has made a way for us to be able to come boldly before the throne of grace to find mercy in our time of need. Um, what Peter is saying now is he's saying, 
But you, because you are in Christ, as you come to him, who's that living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you also, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. And see, that was a new concept. That was... um, All of God's people would be that priesthood, that holy nation, that one who could come to him. We could come uh, boldly, as I mentioned, before his throne of grace to offer spiritual sacrifices uh, acceptable to God through Jesus. It's all through Jesus. And so what are those things? What are those spiritual sacrifices? Well, like Paul wrote, I believe it's over in Romans where he said, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living, as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So doing what God has called us to do. He said, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So our our act of spiritual worship is d- being in his will doing what he's called us to do with the by the power of the holy spirit with the spiritual gifts that he's gifted us with with which he's gifted us um because it brings him the glory and he's saying you're being built up as a spiritual house now when you think of that spiritual house it's a dwelling place where god's where god resides And I just love that. And when you think about how Paul describes in other places how we are the body of Christ, we are the church. And if we look over in Ephesians chapter 2, I want to just hop over there real fast. I believe it's 2. Let me look. Yes, this is where uh, Paul was reminding us that God brought the Gentiles and the Jews together as uh, for those who believe in Christ as one big family. He broke down that dividing wall. Listen to this. I love this. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14, it says, For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one, and has broken down in his flesh, that's talking about Jesus, the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances, that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two. So making peace, and remember, peace means completeness or wholeness, and might reconcile us both. So Jews and non-Jews, both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ himself being the cornerstone, there it is again, in whom the whole structure, so that whole building, being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you are also being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. It's God with us. God for us, God in us. I love love that. So when you think about all those things together, listen to our verse again uh, here. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built together. We're being fitted together 
as a spiritual house, so God's dwelling place, the place of dwelling for him and his spirit, to be a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. It's by the power of the Holy Spirit through Jesus and what he's done. Oh, friends, let us not... um, take that lightly. He has just so graciously allowed us to be a part of his family, to have that inheritance. It's all for those who believe. And I want to just read this final part that may sound very familiar to you. Just a few verses later, it says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, and we'll close with this, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Oh, friends, may we proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's how we share. That's why we share. We share the good news of the truth of the gospel, that we're all sinners. We're all in need of a savior. God loved us so much that he sent Jesus to come to this earth to die for us, to pay the penalty for our sins that we owed. He was crucified. He died. He was placed in a tomb. He was resurrected after the third day, defeating death and hell and sin in the grave. He was seen by many. He ascended back to heaven and he's coming again. And he did that to pay the penalty that we owed. And then if we believe in him, we can have that eternal life. We can be in this chosen race, this royal priesthood, a holy nation. And let's tell others about this good news of the gospel uh, so that they may also have eternal life as well for God's glory. Blessings to you, friends. Until next time.